You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. This is the only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show and on Twitter, more importantly, at Locked On Royals. On today's show, brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. We're going to dive into the Royals sending down Chris Bubich and sending down Bobby Witt Jr. We're going to dive into them setting their opening day rotation and opening day starter. And the biggest news of the day, which is Salvador Perez is not going anywhere, folks. Salvi's here to stay. But before we do... This is what's to come on Lockdown Royals. I told you on Friday and Saturday, whenever me and Javi were cutting it up, that it's down to business now. It's real now. It's baseball season now. And so Locked On Royals is kicking it into gear. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers, tell your teachers, tell your principals, tell your bosses, tell your pets, tell everyone. Locked On Royals is getting it done right here, right now. It's go time now. So here's what's to come. Unlocked on Royals. We're going to have the biggest question marks still left to be answered on this team. We're going to have roster projections. We're going to have crossovers with Locked on Tigers and Locked on White Sox. We're going to have bold predictions over unders, awards, division winners, Royals awards, first month previews, opening day previews, the best and worst case scenario for this season, and so much more all jam-packed into these next eight episodes before opening day. We're going to break down the opening day roster once it gets here and tell you where these guys came from, how they came to the Royals, and you're going to be caught up today on every single person on this roster once we get that information. But again, we're going to lead the show with the biggest story. And the biggest story, surprisingly enough, is not locked on Royals kicking it into gear. It is Salvador Perez. The Royals backstop, the face of the franchise, the one of the last vestiges of that World Series team, the one who's never left, Salvador Perez, signs the biggest deal in club history, topping Alex Gordon. It's a four-year contract extension worth $20.5 million annually. And the ownership group, Mr. Sherman, Patrick Mahomes, all the other 20 people involved in the ownership, they continue They continue to win big this offseason. And Salvador Perez is a Royals lifer. The Salvi splashes are going to continue. The Price Chopper commercials are going to continue. Cut the check. Everything will continue with Salvador Perez. And again, we sit here today and we have to give immense praise to this ownership group because the bottom line is the Kansas City Royals, who are the second lowest revenue in Major League Baseball, ahead of only the lowly Miami Marlins. They went out this offseason, and they got better. And they tried. And they gave out money. They paid their minor leaguers. They signed free agents. 
They extended their homegrown talent with Salvador Perez and Hunter Dozier. They did it all. They made trades. They made signings. Again, they paid their minor, their minor leaguers and they made extensions. They did everything you can do. Everything you can do, this ownership group did this offseason. And once again, it's a move that you can only be positive about. This ownership group comes out the big winners. Look, we can talk about the future all we want to, but that doesn't matter right now. It doesn't, okay? If you want to get into that, look, first base is going to be opening in two years. The DH is opening. You're not going to keep Soler around forever, right? So eventually you're going to have a DH spot to use. You figure it out later. Yadier Molina is still behind the plate right now. He's still going deep into the seventh inning behind the plate, throwing out scrub runners that are wearing number 77. He's still doing it. It's not impossible for Salvi to be a backstop the rest of this contract. And there's other ways and other positions for him to go. This move keeps Salvador Perez with the Royals. It keeps your word association, right? Whenever you say the Royals nationally to baseball fans, they only think of Salvador Perez. You need that. You need that voice. You need that face. You need that that face of your franchise, that pillar of your franchise. And you have it. And you have it with Salvador Perez. We can talk about the future all day long, right? What is he going to look like at the end of this contract? The bottom line is it doesn't really matter, right? It, It doesn't really matter. You can act like it matters, but it doesn't. Number one, which is the the excuse I don't like the most, but I'll go ahead and use it here. It's not your money. Number two, right? This contract will not stop the Royals from spending money on somebody else because the Royals free agents, as we've seen, are Mike Miner. It's Carlos Santana. It's not going out and signing the big flashy names. It's not signing Bryce Harper or May Machado. Heck, it's not even signing Eric Cosmer, right? So th- this money will not impact what the Royals want to do free agency-wise. And this money will not mean that the Royals will not extend Brady Singer or Bobby Witt Jr. or whoever because the, the writing's on the wall here. If, if Brady Singer's a Cy Young kind of pitcher, if Bobby Witt Jr.'s just kind of all-star MVP type of guy, then they'll go the way of Eric Cosmer. They'll go the way of these other free agents, Lorenzo Cain, who the Royals were outpriced in. And instead, the Royals got back Alex Gordon and not Ben Zobris and not any of those other guys. So if you want to keep touting that this ownership group is going to be different, this ownership group is going to do different than the Glass family did, well, then this this contract should not matter to you then because then they're going to do more and they're going to re-sign those guys and they're going to do something that's historic and, and the Royals have never done. Again, Salvador Perez with a $20 million AAV is the biggest deal in club history. This move means nothing for the construction of a roster moving forward because the Royals still have to win and capitalize on young, controllable talent. That's how they're going to win in Kansas City. That's one of the only ways to win in a market like Kansas City. And how does Perez age as a player? Who knows, right? Who, who knows? How will anyone age as a player? Any, any given player is a play away from being done no matter what your age is or health status is. So this at least gives you credibility and at least gives you a face moving forward. And it at least earns good PR for your organization yet again. What has been the only thing you hear about Kansas City this year? Oh, they take care of their players. They care about their players. They do right by their guys. That's all you've been hearing. And so, with a market like Kansas City, that's not going to get Bryce Harper, not going to get Manny Machado, you have to be calculated in how you get 
the next wave of players, right? The Mike Myers of the world a few years ago, like, or what he was a few years ago. How do you get those kind of guys? Well, your reputation precedes you. So in a couple of years, when the Royals are in the thick of things and truly contending and truly wanting to win baseball games, you have a hope that those fringe all-star, those kind of end-of-the-line veterans, whatever you want to term them as, right? A good example of this is Jake Odorizzi this year. Jake Odorizzi went into spring training without a job, and he is a really good quality starting pitcher. Injuries happen, and the Astros scoop him up. You have to imagine that a Jake Odorizzi type of ball player, in a couple years from now, when the Royals are competitive, when the Royals are a good baseball team, will favor Kansas City because of their reputation about how they treat players over somebody else. And you get in good graces that way, not by stealing away a Bryce Harper, but by stealing away a Jake Odorizzi. And this move and this contract by Soto Perez does absolutely nothing to hinder that. So all the way around, this is a good move for the Royals. And who's to say that Salvador Perez can't be Yadier Molina, cannot be somebody who's behind the plate at age 50. And another big storyline with this is the fact that this eliminates questions, right? In a year in which the Royals have stated that they want to win games and they want to be competitive and they want to make the playoffs, it alleviates one of those distractions, right? Oh, Salvador Perez, he's the face of this franchise. You know, have you and the Royals talked contract? Have you and the Royals gotten anywhere in the extension talk? Do you want to be in Kansas City? It eliminates all that before the season starts. It's, it's over. We know what the deal is. We know he'll be here for a long time. And if the Royals get off to a slow start, it does eliminate the Salvador Perez trade talk. So it does wonders for the Royals, Salvador Perez, this ownership group, everyone involved on and off the field. And I'm not sure how anyone can look at this and be negative about it because it's not going to stop you from signing another big deal in the future, right? Because the Royals traditionally aren't going to do that anyway. So you might as well lock up a guy like Salvador Perez. But I do want to tell you about our good friends over at betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sport action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts, promo code locked on for 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at the Locked On Today podcast. Get all the sport news you need in less time in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski. He updates you on the largest news and stories of every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, including the radio.com app. I want to talk now about Chris Bubich getting sent down to Omaha. And to me, this screams funny business. This screams that the Royals are just going to try to send him down, pin it on the command issues, and say, all right, go away to Omaha. We don't need a fifth starter until mid to late April. Just figure it out down there, and we'll call you back up in a couple weeks conveniently for Kansas City. Look, has his control been off? Absolutely. Does he need to figure out a way to get better control and command? Absolutely. But does he also... Right? Does he also benefit this team more than, say, Jacob Junis? Also, absolutely. Both in the short term and long term. With all the off days, you really don't need five pitchers again until about mid-April. 
and maybe even later than that, maybe late April, but probably about mid-April you'll need that fifth starter. If they pick Jacob Junis over Chris Pubich, then we can just throw the whole winning argument out the window. And I'd also rather have Jacob Junis struggling with command and having the ups and downs of a baseball season in the major leagues right now than holding him down and then having to restart that ups and downs period and linger into 2022, a year in which this team is gearing themselves up to be really good, right? All indications point to, you know what, Kansas City, they want to win big in 2022. Well, then you need to start calling up Chris Bubich and getting all these kinks worked out and the ups and downs that'll happen with every young pitcher. Get all that worked out last year and this year. That way he's primed and ready to go for 2022. He's been around the block a time or two. Not Jacob Junis. Now, I think that this is purely funny business. I think that this is purely just convenient. You don't need that fifth starter. Send them down. It creates a roster spot. There's other reasons for it too, but we don't talk about that because Kansas City is just a godsend. We never do that. Send him down, and then once he's down there, then you'll call him back up once you need a fifth starter, and away we go. That's what I think is expected to happen and what I think will happen, that once you need that fifth starter, you're going to call up Chris Bubich, and, and he'll be rocking and rolling. Your rotation will be set there. But just monitor the situation moving forward. Hopefully, it's just some, some funny business going on from the Kansas City Royals. But they did tab their opening day starter, and they laid out the first four games of this season. So the opening day starter will be Brad Keller. This was expected. I, I think that everyone kind of knew that they were going to lean Brad Keller. Maybe they'd go Brady Singer, but I think that we all kind of knew it would be Brad Keller. That Keller has been in this spot before. I think that he's your most reliable starting pitcher, and that's why the rotation is one of the biggest question marks on this team. If, no, it's actually the biggest question mark on this team because Brad Keller's your most reliable guy. I think that you know what you're going to get from him. He's, he's the closest to, okay, pencil him in for his basic stat line every single fifth day, and you'll move on from there. He, he, there's not going to be a lot of variables, I don't think, with Brad Keller. That's a good thing, and he's your opening day starter. In game two, it's going to be Mike Miner on the bump against the Texas Rangers, his old team. In game three, it'll be Brady Singer. I think that this is more so the right-left, right-left situation here and not the, we think Mike Miner's better than, than Brady Singer. I think it's more so the, the strategy of having a lefty go after a righty and following that up with the righty of Brady Singer into the lefty of Danny Duffy. So Danny Duffy will not pitch on opening weekend at the K. He just won't. He'll, he'll, he'll start the next series. He will not pitch against Texas. And so we do know the opening day matchup will be Brad Keller against Kyle Gibson uh, of the can, of the uh, Kansas City Royals for Brad Keller and Texas Rangers for uh, Kyle Gibson. That'll be interesting. That'll be honestly a matchup you should win. You should have the better pitcher. You should be able to win on opening day at Kauffman Stadium in front of the home crowd, all that good stuff, and start this year out with a win uh, in a season in which you want to make the playoffs. These games against Texas Rangers and other bad teams are going to be so so vital for you to win. You have to get the job done. And I think that you're seeing the rotation pan out that way. Because if you go off of, you know, the emotional aspect of it and who deserves, right? Who deserves to be that opening day starter? Who deserves to play that opening series? Who deserves to play at Kauffman Stadium? Danny Duffy emotionally deserves to be in that first weekend. Danny Duffy... On the field-wise, though, in terms of winning baseball games, does not deserve to be in that first weekend. And your best arms are Keller, Singer, Minor, after you sent down Bubich, Keller, Singer, Minor, and then Duffy. And in this opening stretch where you're 
facing one of the worst teams in all of baseball, you're going to throw your best arms out there to try to ensure that win. Because the margin for error in the entire American League, but specifically for a team like the Royals, is going to be razor thin. Right? The margin for error is going to be razor, razor, razor thin. And so every game counts for Kansas City if they want to make that playoff push. Every single one of them. And so you have to win this series right out of the gate. It puts a lot of pressure on you, but you have to win this series right out of the gate against the Texas Rangers, who are going to be god-awful. And Kansas City is putting their best foot forward when doing so by lining out this rotation. And Mike Miner gave up a home run today against the Padres. And there's still some question marks, specifically about Miner and Duffy. But you at least get two of your best ones up there. And I, and I still think that Miner is better than Duffy. So you get your three best of the four in this opening series. So if that helps you plan which game you want to go to at all, that's the matchups. Game one will be Brad Keller against uh, Kyle Gibson. Game two will be Mac Miner. And then game three on Sunday will be Brady Singer. I'd personally go to that Sunday game. I want to see Brady Singer pitch as much as possible. I just love watching him pitch. But I still think that this is just kind of a, a funny business type move. Get you another bullpen arm in there. Well, you don't need a fifth starter. And Chris Bubich, whenever you need a fifth starter, will be back. And so your rotation will be Keller, Miner, Singer, Duffy, Bubich, and away you go with your fifth starters and carry on about your season. And this can either open up a spot in the bullpen or it can open up a spot on the bench with another bat. I think your bench already has three locks on it, obviously. Gerard Dyson, Cam Gallagher, and then since you sent down Bobby Witt Jr., which we're going to get to, you have to have Hanser Alberto on the team to platoon with Nicky Lopez. So that's three guys you're going to lock in right now with Cam Gallagher, Dyson, and Alberto. And with this move to not have a fifth starter, it opens the door for yet another bench bat until you need that fifth starter, and that could be a Ryan O'Hearn. That could be anyone, really. Uh, of that group that's been performing well in Surprise, Arizona. But coming up, we have to talk about the Royals sending down Bobby Witt Jr. But before we do, let's tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the very best tasting protein bar. It is truly incredible. I mean, it's, it's just to die for. It's low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, great for the keto diet. And so... It's now March Madness, and it's time to crown the very best-tasting protein bar. And so we have a slew of matchups for you this week. Leading off, though, for today is coconut versus birthday cake. And I'm going to go with birthday cake to take home that prize. Birthday cake is scrumptious. It's incredible. I love everything birthday cake, the ice cream, the, the protein bars, everything. So go with good old birthday cake in this matchup. Of course, you know my personal favorite is Cookies and Cream, which has their next matchup on Wednesday. So we'll do that again on Wednesday. Now, go to BuiltBar.com or at Bar underscore Built to vote on Twitter or their website. Vote on your favorite and let's crown the very best Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. The very best tasting protein bars on the market right now. It's a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Check them out today. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15. BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCKED15, 15% off your next order. We are back on Locked on Royals. Do not forget that the MLB divisional previews are about to start ramping up. Beginning this Wednesday, the Locked on MLB podcast is featuring one of their biggest events of the year. It's the Locked on MLB division preview series. All of our local experts in every MLB market, including myself, 
answer the biggest questions around each team. Follow Locked on MLB wherever you get your podcasts from, including the radio.com app. Ton of fun. Compile all of it together, all the divisions. It's a great way to kind of get freshened up on what each team expects from their squad and what moves they made to get caught up around baseball before we get going with opening day on April 1st. We're so close, so close to opening day. I just cannot wait. One thing that makes opening day a tad less fun is Bobby Witt Jr. being sent down. He's not going to start the year in Kansas City. Jeff Passan, Kansas City legend, who's very plugged in with the Royals, says that it likely will not be for long. So this screams, uh, again, service time, manipulation, whatever you want to call it, something that, oh my God, Dayton Moore would never do. Never, ever, ever. Let's relax a bit, okay? What's he really going to work on in double A? They can say... Well, you, you, they have an easy alibi, right? The easy alibi is you know, he's never played above Arizona Fall League. He needs some seasoning, he needs some time. That can all be true. But if he's up here the day after or a couple days after the arbitration deadline, we know what happened. It's not a crime. Like This is not criminal to say Dayton Moore would do this with Chris, with Chris Bubich or with Bobby Witt Jr. It's not a crime. It's not a bad thing. In fact, it's a very smart thing to do. And he has the easy alibi that he's a 20-year-old kid who's never played above the Arizona Fall League. But the bottom line is, from a baseball perspective, Bobby Witt Jr. makes you a better baseball club than Nicky Lopez does, than Hans Roberto does. And so you're sending him down anyway because you want to get that extra year. It's not a crime, folks. You don't have to put your cape on and go to war for Dayton Moore. It's fine. It's not a bad thing. It's a very smart decision. It's a very smart decision. It does not make Dayton Moore a bad guy. It does not mean that this, this organization has less values than they did yesterday. It just means they're making a calculated choice to do something strategically beneficial for their organization, which they should always try to do. It's fine. I don't understand the caping for Dayton Moore right now. Nobody's calling him a bad guy. The bottom line is, though, they robbed us of a cool storyline. Would have been an amazing storyline to follow. Would have put Kansas City on the map nationally for the first weekend or so. But, but baseball does what baseball does, and they rob you of those cool storylines. They'll not start the year in Kansas City. You'll have to put up with Nicky Lopez and Hansel Alberto for a couple weeks, and then it'll be showtime, and then it'll be Bobby Witt Jr. time, and you'll get to watch Bobby Witt Jr. They can say he's going to work on the outfield. They can say he's going to work on shortstop and second base. They can say whatever they want to say, but it's just a cover-up. To not say, because they can't say, look, we're just going to try to hold on to him for another year, so we're going to send him down and manipulate your service time. That's what they're doing. Because if they meant all they said about being the best team ever and, and, and wanting to put the best team on the field, then Bobby Witt Jr. would be on the field more so than a guy in Nicky Lopez who hit 100 at Surprise Arizona. Anyone can hit in Surprise Arizona. And, and a Nicky Lopez is batting 100 in Surprise Arizona. This team gets much better with Bobby Witt Jr. on it. But they're doing the smart thing here. They're doing the smart thing. And look, you know what? If you cannot withstand two to three weeks without Bobby Witt Jr. in your lineup, your you're probably eighth hitter, your eight-hole hitter, once he's called up, if you cannot withstand these two weeks of an easy schedule without Bobby Witt Jr., then you weren't a competitive team anyway. Then you weren't going to be a good team anyway, right? So why not do this? There's, there's every reason and incentive to do this for Kansas City. It's three weeks. Three weeks, call them up, and, and this is all forgotten about because you're watching this 20-year-old phenom. It sucks. I'd rather watch the best player on the team, you know, the best player for that position, play. I'd rather watch the best team that we can watch in Kansas City, but you have to play the game. 
And the only reason that it didn't happen with Brady Singer last year is because Brady Singer was pitching in a random year where everyone got hurt and it was a COVID season and we didn't know what to do. So yeah, we have to call up one of the starting pitchers because we only have two of them on the roster. Like it was going to happen with Brady Singer. It was going to happen with these other guys. It's happening right now. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make Dayton more evil. It doesn't mean this organization is worse off morally than they were yesterday or Saturday before this, before this happened. It's fine. And we'll see him in three weeks and hope to God that Nikki Lopez doesn't bury this team by then, which again is impossible, right? If this team is buried in three weeks, it will not only be because of Nikki Lopez, right? It'll be because other players do not step up. Other players do not fulfill their talent level. That's what it'll be because of, right? You're not banking on Nikki Lopez being good. When you talk about how this team gets good, you talk about bounce backs from Solaire, you talk about bounce backs from Carlos Santana and Andrew Bittendi, you talk about Duffy and Miner being good, that's what you talk about. You don't talk about Nicky Lopez, right? Nicky Lopez is an, is an afterthought. Same with Michael A. Taylor, an afterthought. For this team to be good, it doesn't matter what they do. It does not matter at all. Nicky Lopez can, get, can hit 500, and this team might not still be good. So it doesn't matter. They did what they did. It's totally fine. And we'll see what happens in three weeks. And he'll be called up. And it'll be Bible Junior Day, and we'll have 5,000 emergency podcasts. And from there, the rest of the season turns into BWJ Watch. So it'll be a lot of fun. And until then, we'll watch the team that they put on the field. We have so much more content coming up this week on Locked on Royals, the only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Royals. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time. Unlocked on Royals.